Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the state of California. Good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the state of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhardt. Disinformation continues to swirl, especially online after the hammer attack on the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Some Republicans continue to spread rumors or raise questions that have already been debunked or answered by law enforcement authorities. I suppose it shouldn't surprise us in this era of extreme polarization and rapid fire social media memes that early confusion about the details of the attack on Paul Pelosi gave rise to nasty rumors and political opportunism. But as is too often the case these days, uh, the misformation continues even after the truth is told. As the old saying goes, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still pulling on its boots. So no, uh, Paul Pelosi did not know the man who attacked him. Nad never met him before, never said he was his friend. But that has not stopped Donald Trump Jr., Elon Musk, Ted Cruz, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and many more from spreading rumors to the contrary. Uh, the attacker admitted to police that he smashed a window with a hammer to break in, and yet those who oppose or enjoy mocking Nancy Pelosi are still casting suspicion on Paul Pelosi and wondering how did this attacker get in the house anyway. And, and so it goes, and it's likely to keep going, Patty and Brett, especially with these pivotal midterm elections just a week away. Do you think there's any blame for the immediate message right after the attack? Because we were we're getting few answers to pretty basic questions, and they have since been answered, but not immediately after the attack. Yeah, there were confusing statements from the police. And, you know, this happens a lot. People forget that, that, you know, when something happens, and especially a high-profile case like this where everyone's, you know, clamoring for information as quickly as possible, wanting to see, you know, hear recordings and see video, um, you know, the police come out and say what they know at the time, which they may not have pieced it all together yet. They can misspeak. Uh, you know, one word out of place can be taken and run with in a, in a way that is opposite of what it really meant. And we saw a lot of that. I mean, just in that um, 911 dispatch recording when when it's, it's t reported that the dispatchers said um, that Paul Pelosi said he doesn't know the person and he advised that his name is David and he's a friend. Well, the second he was not Pelosi. It was the man who who attacked him. And everyone took that to mean Paul Pelosi said this man was his friend and knew his name. When it, it, in that same line right before it said, he doesn't know who he is. So people seize on one little thing, take it out of context, misquote it, and suddenly, you know, it turns into something completely different. And yes, the police, you know, the, the, they, they talk in cop talk. They don't always word things the way um, that, they, that are best understood and, and most simple. Uh, and things change as they get more information. Remember, they spoke to, you know, when, when they got there, Paul Pelosi was knocked unconscious. They interviewed him in the ambulance. I'm sure he was kind of shaky. Uh, it took a while for them to interview his attacker. So, yeah, it took a while to get all the facts straight. And in the meantime, the things that were misreported or reported in a confusing way initially, I think, fueled all of this. So this story, of course, garnering national headlines, not just here in the Bay Area. Do you think it's going to have any impact on the midterms? I mean, we're so close to them. 
Yeah, I don't expect it to have a huge impact on the midterms. Um, the one way it might is that um, there could be some backlash, I think, against some of the people who are criticizing Nancy Pelosi and Paul Pelosi or who are making light of this, making fun of it. That could turn off some people. I mean, there aren't very many persuadable people left, right, in this election. But if you're undecided in the middle, you're not a Democrat or a Republican, something like that could could turn you off and say, you know, this is tacky and this has gone too far. And my God, where does it stop? Um, That could win a little bit of votes for the Democrats, perhaps, but I don't think it's going to have a huge impact. I mean, you could get a sympathy vote for Nancy Pelosi, but of course, she doesn't need a sympathy vote in San Francisco. She's going to win in a landslide. And I don't think someone in a contested congressional race in another state deciding between a Democrat and Republican is going to say, well, I'll vote for the Democrat because of what happened to Nancy Pelosi. I mean, I I just don't see that happening. So I think net potentially a little bit of, of positive towards the Democrats, but I don't think it's going to have a massive impact. No, I think people are voting their pocketbooks uh, and other issues. Abortion, obviously, is a big driver. I don't think this is going to make a big difference next week. Governor Gavin Newsom will be on the CBS Evening News. We've had a few previews uh, throughout the afternoon, and he's talking about trying to tone down the inflammatory rhetoric. He's actually saying that he hopes that it will go away after the midterms. Do you think he's right? Will it go away? And what does it mean when uh, you have leaders from both sides trying to break down the political expression? Well, I think that's wishful thinking on the part of the governor. It's not going away. He knows that. I mean, in a way, he's engaging in it. His rhetoric is not as inflammatory, of course, uh, but even by calling attention to it and criticizing the Republicans so heavily about it, that's really one aspect of, of this whole polarization that we see, isn't it? So um, he's out there saying, Let, you know, come on, let's let's bring this down. But no, it's not going to go away, which is very sad. Uh, yes, there are people from both sides of the aisle Uh, calling for that. But at the same time, there are those on the right side of the aisle who are making fun of what happened and, you know, saying almost in the same breath, what a terrible thing, and then posting a tweet that makes fun of Paul Pelosi. So um, I don't think those words carry much weight. And I think that the kind of people who engage in this rhetoric and might embrace violence as a way to express themselves politically, as horrible as that is, are not going to listen to some politician telling them not to do it especially when the politicians they respect most, and perhaps it's Donald Trump, are suggesting that they do engage in, in something not as bad as this, of course, but that, you know, they're, they're inflaming their passions with their words. So we all want this to go away. We all wish we could go back to a time when people didn't behave the way they've behaved the last few years. Sadly, I think, you know, we're past that point, and I don't see it dying down after the midterms, no matter what. This country is going to be just as divided in a week as it is right now, if not more so. Doug, before we let you go, I have to ask you about Gavin Newsom. Uh, he gave an interview to a national publication, CBS News. It's going to air tonight, not to local folks. I know you did an entire segment on the state of California with your roundtable yesterday about what Gavin's doing, his political aspirations in the future, but he just did a national interview. Yeah, note that it's with Major Garrett, who's a colleague and a friend, and it's CBS News, but it was not with KCBS, was it? Uh, we have a standing offer to Gavin Newsom, as we have for months now, uh, to try to get him back on this show. He's just not doing local interviews. I mean, he's going down to Texas and doing an event there. He's talking to CBS News nationally. He wants the national exposure. He wants the broadest audience he can get. I am sad to confirm that CBS News television probably has a bigger audience than KCBS radio. Uh, and he's just going to the biggest stages he can find. Um, you know, that's his right. He can do that. He's not, you know, he's running here in California. He's getting free media coverage when he does events, which have been very few. 
Uh, but yeah, he's still playing on the national stage and he's going to keep on doing that, fueling all this speculation that he has his sights set well beyond Sacramento. Thank you, Doug. All right. Thanks, Patty and Brett. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have uh, one of our statewide candidates, not Gavin Newsom, on tomorrow afternoon. Tune in at 3.30 tomorrow, as you do every day, and see who it is. And our show, The State of California, is always also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts, along with our new national politics podcast, The Homestretch. We're going to focus on control of the Senate in that next episode, which drops on Thursday morning. You can find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.